Hi, this is Carrie Ann Reed Brown, and this is Carry On Friends, the Caribbean American podcast. Boy, we can't even lift the country, and even if we could have lift the country, none of the island them know what we're in the country the same way. Boy, I feel a little bit of the island vibe still. So what we fit do? Drink some alilali juice and suckle yourself, my girl. You know, I got nowhere. Boy, a serious thing still, you know, for support a Caribbean business, because guess what? She do her thing. She have sarrel, mango sarrel, pineapple sarrel, and ginger beer. And she have Irish mass, but guess what? I sell out. I, I, I'm, after all, everybody lock up in the house, so <laughs> Irish mass and meat. Pitney, so my, so my girl, my girl, why me not have none yet? Well, you can get yours if you go to alelalees.com. Me put the spelling in the show notes, everything. And if you use carry on friends, you get a 10% discount. So you don't have to lift the house, you don't have to do anything, just order your drinks, and you get a little piece of the island vibes. Boy, so I love Caribbean, Caribbean people step up with them delivery. Yeah, man, yeah, man. And she nice everything. So let's support our Caribbean business. Rachel, what you say? Miss said, does she deliver to Canada? Well, <laughs> she might. And I will inquire within. But support okay. the thing. We're going to support the thing, right? Mm-hmm. Right. All right. Everyone, welcome to another episode of Carry On Friends, the Caribbean American podcast. This episode is sponsored by Alayla Lee's Island Drinks. Support a Caribbean business, go to alelalee.com and enter carry on friends, all one word for your t- for 10% off your order. With me today, to um, a sistrin, you know, boy, the relationship I have with them different, not different, but different. So we have Michaela from Style and Vibes, big up yourself. Hello, hello, people. Well, go on. And then we have Rachel from. All right, which which one of them we are lead with, Rachel? We are lead with uh, oh, Island Indies. Say, yeah, Island Indies. Yes, Island Indies, and why Island? Well, actually, this is the first time you're on the show, so tell us yes. a little bit about yourself. What, what, what? Tell us a little oh, bit about yourself. About me? Oh gosh. Um, <laughs> um, what I must say? My name is Rachel Osborne. I am the founder of Island Indies. We are a company that supports creatives who are in the islands um caribbean creatives whether you want your website make an e-commerce store whether you need something cast if you are a, a producer or a director we also do that with be discovered casting so a lot of things just supporting caribbean creatives that's also if you want to talk about that i'm your girl yes it is true it is very true because i talk to rachel about a lot of things so mm-hmm. With that, this episode today, we're just going to have conversations among friends about how we they cope or not coping <laughs> in light of COVID-19. Um, so let me start. So the last couple last week, the last episode was a check-in to see how everyone was doing. And you know, the episode before that, I gave tips on working from home because we did this a couple of times and rate. So I'm here to give you an update about a month later. Yeah, around that or almost a month later. This is how we really are doing. 
right? And so Rachel has the perspective of being an entrepreneur and um, Michaela and I are in both worlds. We have full-time jobs and we are moms and with a deal with have running our own brands. So Michaela, how the thing set for you? It's sticky enough. That's <laughs> all so I can tell you. One day is one thing and the next day is another. So it's it's been an interesting um, um, journey. I mean, I've worked from home before, but this kind of has taken it to a whole new level of, of um, just interacting with colleagues in a different space. I, I think I'm definitely had more conference calls and meetings than I've ever had um, in a week. And, you know, I thought my day was pretty busy when I was at work, but um, I think because people don't have the opportunity to just stop you in the hallway and have a conversation, or you can just stop over and talk to someone, um, you get a lot of interruptions throughout the day. So by the time I'm kind of getting ready to get settled and do some things, it's like the end of the day. And, you know, like you said, we still have kids. My daughter's homeschooling. School from home is a huge, you know, adjustment for her. So really just managing all of that. But she's been a trooper. She's been pretty good. I think, you know, we're a month in. So it's kind of getting to her a bit. Um, so we'll see how the next few weeks go. It's definitely sticky by day. Day by day is a different thing. So we just I'll go with it. Um, question. Mm-hmm. Go on. Have any of those meetings or new calls that you're having with people that would normally stop by, or could they be emails? Um, yes and no. So mm-hmm. I, I think the organization that I work for is it's an international company. Mm-hmm. So we have a lot of um, alignment that needs to happen. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that can't happen in email. So a lot of times when we have like calls with the global teams, we'll check in with each other and say, hey, are you aligned on this particular thing and that particular thing? So it's almost like a pre-alignment to the official alignment and sign off of things. So, um, and then we're also, because we're in the healthcare space, um, where we produce um, ventilators and we're working with governments globally, they've shifted a lot of, you know, the, um, the focus, um, but they haven't shifted the goals. So sales mm-hmm. goals are still intact for the most part, even though, you know, um, we're, we know that there's um, an adjustment that's going to have to happen, but how that's playing out is really, there are changes constantly um, in the last week. And then because of the space I specifically sit in, which is um, digital marketing. So I'm in charge of all the campaigns that are live, where they're driving to optimizations. So a lot of that is getting a lot of, because you know stores are closed so they can't buy products in stores. So I work on the consumer goods side. Um, so because stores are closing, you know, or, or they are closed. Um, there are very few distribution channels outside of, of .com. So I've been working in the space for a long time and it's, while .com has been growing in double digits year over year, um, we've never had a situation where we can only get products in limited distribution in stores and, and online is really booming. So yeah, it's been so interesting. more busy. I'm even more busy. Yeah. Yeah, I'm even more busy now and, and with less, you know, 
money essentially because you know mm-hmm. budgets get cut because they want to you know keep the bottom line advertising is usually the first thing to get cut so um you know and, and rightfully so you know it, it really just when you look at the trends if people are buying your products um just based off you know its popularity then you don't really need to spend as much so it's an understandable adjustment but there with with the adjustment of budgets you also have adjustment of campaigns and reporting so i've been doing a lot of reporting and analysis and what's happening and why and you know um, taking the learnings from china and from italy and seeing what we can apply what how fast we can move here it's that's really been you know um it's like hurry up and wait kind of situations that i've been dealing with so and you know i think with digital because people have the perception that you know things are easily accessible that it's easy to get done and i think that is a hard reality that most of the um the higher ups aren't really privy to because they just see the results and they're like okay but they don't really actually know what goes into building a landing page creating a whole new campaign getting the traffic by the time you get the traffic the sales the 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 optimization it's the next week and it's already too late because they're looking for last week's data the week before mm-hmm. so they want you to move faster but there's no more time in the day and we were we were challenged with that even without this whole situation so now it's just more eyeballs um and and the need for answers a little faster but Somehow we're supposed to balance that with this new situation. So now we're it, it's been a lot of long hours. So mm-hmm. I'm grateful, you know, for sure to just be able to work from home and to be working from home. But there are some moments where I kind of wish that they would just like scale Back off. just like, okay, can I, I, I literally might have to take a, a few personal days just to, and it sounds crazy because I'm already home. Um, but I'm, I'm considering using my vacation days to take some personal time for myself. Um, because I mean, the weekends aren't enough, you know? Mm -hmm. So, and if this goes through the summer, you know, what am I going to do with a kid who's, you know, not going to summer camp and, and I'm home with her. I can't work all day. I mean, I could, but it don't work. That's the the guilty mom thing. So Mm -mm. I'll work with it. Rachel, what's cooking in your world? Me? <laughs> okay, so <laughs> Rachel, pause. Me? Rachel said, me? Said me? <laughs> um, your intro actually reminded me that before, like right before this, I actually had applied to a job that I really wanted. So although I'm an entrepreneur, I was considering going back into the workforce just so that I can move a bit faster with my the things that I want to do for my business. So I was like, okay, this specific role at this specific company seems like something that I could enjoy enough to go back into work. And I'll know that you're not in front of them. Mm. That company, they had to also move all their um, employees to... Um, to work from home they also just like you Michaela will 
in a, the same way, but in a little bit of a different way, had to ramp up in certain areas. So that specific team that I would have been on or will be on because I'm still You're still go get happening. Yes. It's happening. I just gotta wait. Yes. <laughs> but um that team had to do a bit of like ramp up on certain communications and stuff like that to make sure that they were helping customers. That's the first part of it because I thought that right now I would have had a job essentially and I don't. So for me, also some plans that I had for my business, some partnerships that I had that required me to travel, obviously those are canceled. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've been working with my partners on two of the major projects that I had like really put into my 2020 business plan to see like what we can do remotely now. So that's kind of where I am right now in terms of like restructuring those programs um also making sure that the timing is right because it's kind of a a hard thing to kind of sell at this time because you have to make sure that your offer is really what people actually can invest in because although some people like you all might y'all are still working from home but that doesn't necessarily mean you have the extra money. money. The discretionary yeah. spending isn't there, which brings me to something that you spoke. I, I, I want I want to talk about it. You know, something that you specifically, Rachel, tweet and somebody said. But so let me give my quick update. <laughs> if only they listen to the podcast at some point, my two year old Harris and I go sing out another background. Just 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 full disclosure. That's just how life is right now. Like <laughs> in the middle of my daytime conference, he has a mic and he's just singing at the top of his lungs. Or like Michaela, like, so, so for me, from a company perspective, Rachel, you know, I work a lot from home. I, mm-hmm. Almost 80% of my time is working from home. So the calls and the meetings don't really ramp up as much. It's just that now I have more work to do. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I tried to get some work done last week and I wasn't going to my bed until like two, three o'clock because that's when for sure the two-year-old sleeping. And even the seven-year-old, because Michaela... <laughs> already know the two-year-old and the seven-year-old are fight over the iPad. I mean, what I mean said some pushing and boxing are going over the iPad. So, you know, and, you know, it's very hard to work during the day when the two-year-old wants to sit on your lap and wants to type on the computer because that's what he sees mommy do. I mean, <laughs> when I was telling uh, Michaela, Michaela was like, why are you surprised before Harrison could have talked you in a chat? So as a baby... Every time I talked to Michaela, he was babbling, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, why this pit not stop talking? The minute I stop and Michaela is talking, I'm quiet. But the minute I have to respond to Michaela, <laughs> he starts up again. So it's really the same thing that's happening at home. Just a lot of work, working. It just feels like, you know, you, we're doing more work. And granted, I have a flexible work schedule where my bosses understand that I'm not getting my work done between 8.30 and 5.30. It's more like it may be getting done in blocks all throughout this 24-hour period. And I remember I was talking to my HR director last week, and I said, you know, I'm, I'm grateful I have this job. And I could tell you that I took a nap, 30 minute nap a while ago because I was up to whatever, but, but they know I do my work. So that's kind of my situation. But going back to the point that you made where I wanted to talk about a, some, some 
some blanket statements that we've been seeing on the web, right? So one of them is like, you have no excuse to be creative. And I loved your response where creativity not come just because you have time. Listen. <laughs> like, you know how long I could sit in a place before one idea come to me? Like, you know, I mean, even creating a, a graphic or a cover art for a blog post can take hours just to find the right thing. And you feel like, oh yeah, that sits. So I want to talk about that. And this whole thing of productivity, you should be productive. And I remember Jay Cherie, um, this other Caribbean Jamaican woman I met, she was like, she, she made a comment and she was like, we are in a pandemic and it's okay to just not want to do anything. And she's like, it is not a productivity race. And so to those two points, I, I feel, I want to get your thoughts because Michaela, I've talked about this. Like everyone is trying to tell people to start businesses, but my logical brain is like, how are you telling people what business to start when we don't know the other side of this? We mm-hmm. don't know what's going to happen from this. So I, I, I kind of want to get your your opinion, Rachel, and we go back to Michaela on that. Okay. Um, well, <laughs> my opinion is you do what you have to do, right? Because I have not slowed down since this started. I have been saying for weeks now that I need to take a week, and I have not. I managed to take a day here or there just because my body was like, listen, Oman, you cannot go. You can't do anything today, right? So it's hard to be creative when you're worried about paying your rent on time. You're worried about if your husband is going to get sick out of road because he still has to go to work. You know what I'm saying? There's mm-hmm. things that are happening right now where it's just like you can't force creativity and it's a weird thing for people to even be like you have more time now who told you that people have more time hello especially people with children they don't have more time right so it's kind of like a weird coachy the people who are coaches are trying to motivate people and it's just like at the beginning when we didn't realize how serious this was fine I give you that you can say okay guys your home if you are home and you do have time because it's if you have the time being home doesn't equal i have time Mm -hmm. if you're home and you have the time and the inspiration to do something then take advantage of it don't just sit down and watch netflix but if all you can do to not cry is sit down and watch netflix sit down and watch watch netflix Netflix. right Mm -hmm. that's how i feel about it yeah i agree (laughs) yeah definitely For, for i think the but it's also a, a mindset of, and I've been focusing more inward. And I think when I was speaking to Carrie, I said, I don't feel like doing certain things, but I don't feel bad about not doing, doing things it. because that's kind of what is necessary for me at the moment. So I think because I've been trying to work on coming at it from a mental space of, that's cool, but product productivity for me just looks different. I agree. Yes, you should be productive, but what productivity really looks like for each person mm-hmm. is definitely very different. So if if you're seeing a lot of that and that's triggering you to feel either um, inadequate, like inadequate, or like you're not doing enough, then just kind of step away from 
a lot of the messaging. That's just one message that's out there that's overwhelmingly rampant. Like all the messages around what you should do, what you shouldn't do, how you should feel, who you should talk to, whose advice are you taking? Like it's all overwhelming information. Pick the one. It's hard to do in social media. So sometimes it's like, just turn it off. Like mm-hmm. I can I, social I can, media, social distancing is, I can, uh, yes, I can, you know, now there was a time where I would read my feed and it would cause a little bit of anxiety and mm-hmm. it would cause me not to be able to do things. And I'm like constantly scrolling, scrolling, scrolling just to see what's next. And then it's like an hour or two that goes by. And I'm just like, I've been scrolling for the last two hours. Like I haven't even like it just feels bad. So, mm-hmm. and, and this is just me personally, you know what I mean? Like, I don't think that, and I, I don't think I'm alone in that feeling either. <laughs> so I think it's important to understand that people are sharing their experiences and they're not, sorry. How do I turn that off? In the light of COVID, let's, in our business, everybody sorry. alert everything. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> Like, who calling me? And then I know she's gonna call me again. It's my sister. So I said, like, you thought mm-hmm. you were gonna hear singing in the background. You heard um, <laughs> the phone. <laughs> phone call. Me know. So I, I think that, that in though, you know. Me, that. Listen, listen, mm-hmm. me know. Um, so I think that that's important too. So decide what that really looks and feels like for you rather than letting these outside triggers dictate what you think you should be doing. So I think there's, I, 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 at first, you know, I did feel guilty for, and I thought, but I also thought that I would have more time because like I said, I've worked from home before. So I'm like, oh, this should be manageable. Like I knew it was going to be a lot, but I didn't really catch how mentally draining, you know, working in the same space that you're living for more than the time that you would go to work. So, you know, I was used to getting up at five, five o'clock, five fifteen, going to the gym, getting like, like, but some things are really good. So now I don't have the hustle and bustle of getting my daughter ready, Mm -hmm. doing the commute, having to get my lunch together. But now I have to cook three, four times a day Mm -hmm. and I have to have enough groceries for like an official breakfast, lunch and dinner. Like this week, I'm like. I don't want to go to the grocery store. Can I survive on crackers and butter for the week? Because I just don't like, and then now going to the grocery store is like, is it three? This is one store to wait three hours just to get like the whole process of getting in shopping, keeping your distance, waiting at the register, bagging your own things going like it's a three hour process. Then you come home and you have to clean all the bags you have to. So you have to kind of, shift your mind around the amount of time it kind of takes and what you need to decrease and other things in your life because it's just like you know it's literally like I I just don't feel like logging onto a computer because I've been looking at my computer for hours and I'm like I'm tired like I want I want to look at a screen but it's like I just want to like watch Netflix for a second like speak to my husband speak to my kid like to me, that's going to be the challenge over the next few weeks is really figuring out how to spend time with her 
and because that my husband is fine like he and I have a good a good cadence anyway but for her she's at her computer just as long as I am and she's now feeling the frustration of not having any friends she can't Mm -hmm. see her cousin she can't do anything so yes she's been playing video games with her friends but she's also feeling that that's not enough she's like oh you know COVID is gonna make me miss my birthday and it's gonna make me miss this and I can't see my friends and we can't go anywhere we can't do anything so like now it's like okay now I have to find a couple hours out of the day to just hang out with her because Mm -hmm. she has no one else so yeah those are kind of the similar struggles I have. As you know, Ethan was in the hospital. Ethan was being social distance before social distance was required, <laughs> right? So he was in the hospital, didn't see anyone but a whole bunch of doctors and me and, you know, my husband. And then he comes home and finds out that, wait a minute, you, I, I can't go here. Why can't we go there? He's like, no. And so he gets frustrated. And so in Texas, Michaela, Data, and then she have work for do. Everybody else have work to do. But yeah. when they do play game, it's like late. They have fun. They're loud, obnoxiously loud. But they're, he, he, they're not, you know, he's not doing well with not being able to go outside because, um, you know, Ethan is now in that immune compromised category. And so not going outside, literally just like, no, you ain't going outside. And, you know, the, you know, my, my niece watched my daughter make cake mix and was like, Oh, I want to come over. Like the things that they're doing because, okay, it was cool for the first couple of months, but now we're over a couple of weeks, but now we're a couple of months in and they're just having serious cabin fever. And it's like dealing with these emotions. So like even me was like, hey, um, we, we, we um, watched Iron Man again because I was like, I can't remember. And me and my husband was like, yo, a 2008 Iron Man come out <laughs> or 2006, whichever year. So just trying to do those things together. Um, you know, just little things. So in the living room, like everybody works in different areas of the house. So in the living room, I have the folding table and I make sure by the time Friday come, I pick up the folding table with pack away everything just to make the house feel like a home. And it's not the place that we've been working in for the last couple of days. Like I try to do little things like that. Light the candle Friday night is significant to, to, to mark the shift from we're working to being at home and okay, maybe this mind trick will work for the, for the, you know, couple weekends, but then I have to figure out something else because, you know, the kids are definitely at, you know, like they're tired and I, and I don't, you know, the backyard did what they need for cut. I mean, I said, no, but me no one, me just no one, nobody go outside because going outside is stressful. That's how I cause me stress. You know, me and Rachel talk about we're an introvert heaven coming off a go to door. Me good. <laughs> I'm, I'm fine with not going outside. And, but when I go outside, the, the level of hypochondria is like mm-hmm. at all time high. Me no one, if, if somebody look upon me or even like, I, I just don't want to deal with it. Me the touch, a wipe, everything is just ridiculous. So for me, that is kind of where I get very nervous of going outside, being close to anybody. So you know, like this today era was like, I want to go to the store. So we look on her like, go to what? She, she don't have nothing to eat. We look on her like, what do you mean you don't have nothing to eat? 
my husband said, we're not left out of the house until the, the, the fridge empty. We're not left out of the house because, you know, and, but then the double work of being mindful that or anxiety about not going outside, how that impacts the kids and their anxiety. So it's like a whole bunch of stuff. And I'm just like, to back to what you said, Rachel, not because they're home, that means that we have only for time. And, and yes, I have faith and I love God and I, I have all of that, but you know, with Ethan, there's a very real concern with his health. And so me, a police, everything, everybody do, because we have to make sure so we not get sick. Because if we get mm-hmm. sick, he's going to get sick. And so like, you know, the nuances of people's individual health circumstances that causes different concerns, like just taking a lot of that into consideration. And you know, also trying to find time to have fun. I think the first time I had a good, it was this weekend. I, I went to a virtual 90s party and I dressed up to the point where my daughter was like, where y'all going? I said, to the living room, you know, like. <laughs> <laughs> but like, that's the thing too, right? Um, we can still have fun with each other. We have to just kind of like shift. And I, I'm not even saying we, cause it's not me. Cause for me, my best friend, I can't tell you the last time I saw her in person, but we talk almost, we talk twice a week on Zoom because she's also my business partner, right? So the virtual party thing, I went to one of those, like a happy hour. And I was like, oh, this is cool because I got to meet new people. Um, I don't drink, but people were drinking and it was cool. Like it was a nice social place. I think not to sound like an episode of Black Mirror, but I think we have to kind of just for now shift our minds to we can have fun at home. <laughs> with other people who are not here with us like the virtual party I think is going to be uh, a thing we're actually so when I mentioned earlier switching around um, one of my programs to help with the time now that's one of the things that we're going to be doing with um, a company I'm working with called Go Work Girls we're going to be helping business owners figure out how to create those like virtual experiences that are actually like either educational inspiring fun so that can help people sell you get what I'm saying because it doesn't have to just be okay we're in the house we're upset like I'm seeing a lot of people tweet that on Twitter and to what Michaela was saying earlier Twitter used to be fun for me until like two weeks ago I was like nah this draining I can't I cannot be in this space and I was even thinking of just like muting all the COVID related terms, but then I just took longer breaks away. But again, my point is I'm seeing people on social media that they're like, oh, I can't wait to go outside. And I obviously can't relate to that, but I'm also seeing, especially in Jamaica, well, they kind of started the trend. And then, you know, I, Michaela, you can also talk about this where you're having the virtual parties with actual DJs. And then you're also having the like producer um competitions on igtv right the battles on igtv or or on ig live sorry so we can still have fun inside we just have to kind of get creative because i was thinking about that today where it's just like my sister was telling me she's going to a paint and sip or not going to she's attending a paint and sip it's virtual though and um the organizer it's a birthday party the organizer was like you can buy your things or she will help them purchase like the things that they need but I was thinking about for a brand if you wanted to have a virtual event right you can definitely build in the delivery of the things that will make something that people can something tangible something that people can touch and feel and that's branded and be a part of the experience 
so that people can enjoy something new but if we as brands aren't pushing it to show people like here's a new thing that you can do then people are going to continue feeling like oh I can't wait to go outside I mean it's not going to a hundred percent go away for people who love to be out there but we can definitely you know vibes up the thing inside and we have to sit down people need to stop because I live by a major road and it doesn't seem any less busy than it was before, right? People aren't staying at home and it's a problem. We're going to be inside longer if y'all don't stay home. inside. Tanayad! <laughs> exactly, you know, Tanayad! You, you know, but... I love I, road too much! Your walk foot. <laughs> you know, I was telling you. Your foot hot! <laughs> You know, I, you know, my cousins were talking and we were like, boy, so, no, sometimes it, it kind of come into perspective, like, Boy, there was a reason why my grandmother used to say, stay in yard. And would have said, but my one go with friend. You're not no friend. Your brother and my friend. Like, you know, like little things like that. But to your point, Rachel, about the creativity, because as you know, I was going to do the, the workshop April 4th live. And mm-hmm. before everything happens, like uh, it was the first week of March, I was like, we were going to switch this to an online. And I was looking at this platform that allowed me to have like a virtual um expo and i could put attendees in different rooms based on different mm-hmm. topics so I you can the, even do that with zoom you, you yes i could do that with you. zoom right mm-hmm. so it's like having those that using the technology that already exists to be very creative and super creative and i mean mm-hmm. but everything has changed i mean the one thing we i guess we could talk about it so we were going to launch a new podcast. Michaela and I were, and, and we'll, we'll still launch the episodes because we recorded them. So we recorded most of the, by January, all the episodes were recorded and mm-hmm. the show was supposed to be launched by now. And we don't know when we're going to launch it. Not because the content isn't good, but we're just thinking, I don't know if now is the time for it. And so yeah. now that I'm thinking of it, this is the more on that team, Rachel writer, producer, Michaela and I, you know, like, what do we do? And we had plans of what else we could do with the show and everything is pushed back. Um, and that's the art of the pivot, right? You, you create the content. We could probably still release it if people are interested. Um, but Michaela, what was the name of the show? More pandas. <laughs> I have, I, I think we can, um, since we're all here, <laughs> I think the thing about content right now that we're going to be seeing is and I saw a tweet today someone said the content curve is also being flattened because that same narrative that people are like create 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 be creative now's your time now's your time now's your time I mean people are settling into the fact that you're not going to be outside in me get rid of that that not happen right Mm -hmm. so people are settling in so I think it's a timing thing with more on that where it's just like when Give it another, we can talk about exact timing, but we can give it another couple of weeks, see where we stand with things because we, we want to make sure that we're not being insensitive also. But yeah. people are craving entertainment right now. So Exactly. And more on that is definitely a, a lot more entertaining than Carry On Friends. Exactly. <laughs> not so to say I Carry think... On Friends isn't. It's just um, a, a it's more a laid dynamic. back. It's, it's yeah, a different it's, dynamic, a different show. It's a vibe. A vibe. <laughs> It's a buzz. Yeah. So I definitely think more on that could happen in a couple in a couple months because before it was like you don't really necessarily want to release a podcast in the summer. You and I had this conversation, Carrie, when we we're talking about parade, because 
you know, people are going to be out and about, but people are not going to be out and about. So um, I think we can definitely work towards doing a summer release, just figuring out when we'll be good. But, and then the messaging too in the marketing will just have to be, you know, sensitive enough to people's situations. But because it is entertainment, I think we can definitely push it out. Yeah, I, I, I like a summertime thing. So we'll see how it goes but you know these are just kind of I wanted us to have these conversations as to how we're dealing with pivoting you know even last night me and Michaela said you know like I have to literally do a post-it to like take care of personal stuff because Mm -hmm. work is so consuming like I needed to do something with my taxes I needed to call this doctor like it, it work is everything is just a lot and just trying to keep up, up to date or abreast with it it's just like no 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 and then yeah, cause, go, sorry, ahead. go ahead no man go on talk sorry because today um one thing I like that Michaela said in terms of like what productivity means for you right now for me today productivity was cleaning right mm-hmm. I still did work like my own like work work but I just have been called to clean. So I went on a deep clean in certain areas of the house and I'm going to continue not necessarily tomorrow because I know my work guilt is going to clicking like, oh, you didn't do anything yesterday. So uh, you need to get back to work. But um, I think, I think I forgot what I was going to say, but what I was trying to get at is that like right now things are so different. Even one thing that I wanted to do was to start teach learn how to meditate because I feel like that's something that I need for myself right now yeah you know what I mean you know in terms of like the personal care oh I remember what I was going to say now so negotiate I had put in my calendar to negotiate some bills and this is something that like I never thought of until that happy hour that I went to um, virtually the other day where this girl was talking about how like she called up Adobe and said, hey, Adobe, um, I need some months off on my illustrator. And she was able to get, you know, a couple months free. We need to negotiate one of them sitting there too. Exactly. Skirt, so- pants and shirt that's one of the personal things that I'm like let me put this on my calendar because right I know things this are. is but yeah but this also, is you have to put it in the calendar, calendar to do it done. done exactly Listen, my on a home mistake carry especially no mistake with my calendar before all of this if it's not in my calendar I don't it don't happen it, is, it don't happen Mm-mm. this include and my family and my friends get on me like crazy they're like yep she got the calendar I'm like listen I'm booked for the next three Saturdays. Like, if you want to catch me in August, let me put it in right now. I mean, no. And you all did talk about that in one Yes, that is in one of the episodes. Now it's wide open, but it doesn't, like you said, just because I'm home doesn't mean I don't have things to do. Mm -hmm. And it's almost like you literally have to schedule time to not do anything with anybody. Mm -hmm. Listen. So there was a work project, right? And the work project is, I, I jumped on it because, you know, make sure I said me a diverse, leverage the skills I use in carry on friends, breadfruit media, and show them what I could do at work. And so at work, the one thing that has always happened before BC, before COVID and in COVID. BC. 
<laughs> yes, I I I, I, dro- I drafted a, a marketing email to say before Corona and AC in the year of Corona, um, using the the AD. <laughs> Sorry, that was corny, but I had to. I was like, I like it. Yes, thank you. We're going to use it before Corona. So, oh, but that's the thing. People think things are going back to normal, Carrie. Hello. Hi. No, it's people. not. No, it's not go back to normal. So, but that there is no I'm, back to normal. But that is, that is what the whole course, right? So, so all right, we're going to get back to the course in a little bit. So, everybody does love drop meeting by your calendar. So, you know, I'm going to go in on my calendar at work. I'm going to just block off some time. I'm going to just block time, like busy at work, busy doing this. Because if I don't do that, then meetings are going to take up the whole of my day. And I find that I'm never going to get anything done. So, yes. And as for going back to normal, I have a confession. Well, Michaela, no, when we have the epiphany here. So the company that what I'm working at now, like when I started working there a couple of years ago, it was just a very strange organizational structure. Strange because I was not used to it. Everybody used to say, oh, the organization is flat. But me said, no, the organization is flat. There's a, there's a hierarchy somewhere in here. But I can say in the year of COVID, AC, I see the value of the structure because the structure is, is, is part of why I don't, I don't, I'm not necessarily overwhelmed or concerned about this remote because the company was doing this for years. So at one point we had offices in the kingdom of Saudi Arabia, um, Switzerland, um, um, Berlin, London, DC, New York, Minnesota, and LA. And so we had to figure out how to work with all of these people. There is no central hierarchy. Every office have their own little fiefdom. And to me, this was just chaotic and it just didn't make sense. Since last year, as you ladies know, the company contracted, you know, it got considerably smaller. But the essence of how the company is structured and then how the company is run with a distributed or most pretty much 100%. We have offices, but they're consultants. So 100% of the time they're traveling, or I would say 90% of the time they're traveling. And the other 10% when they're back, they're not traveling, they could come in the office, but then go home, you know, make no sense. And so in a way that this setup my company has gives me a glimpse of what is going to happen in the future, because how are you going to make the argument that people can't work from home when for the past month, that's all they had to do. So companies are going to, they have to figure out how they're going to adjust their telecommuting um, policies, right? Um, a lot of companies had to figure out how to move servers and have Azure and cloud servers. We never had to deal with that. The company totally had cloud servers. We were already set up. So business as usual or going back is not going to happen. Operationally, things are going to have to change back up. Like I see it. And I took it for granted because I was working at this company, but now with COVID, I see that no, things can't go back the same. The way Mm -hmm. that the blind, this, this is kind of given us like some of our blind spots in terms of what we, what we have and what we do not have in order to run a business. Like I was talking to Michaela, a lot of people are entrepreneurs, but are you an entrepreneur proper, proper, where you have a organization formed in your state department of state, a actually mm-hmm. company that is filed as opposed to just saying you're collecting money as a sole proprietor? Because as a sole proprietor, there's no, um, 
legal protections or financial protections, right? Michaela noticed somebody sue you, everything, uh, you know, your house and land mm-hmm. included. So like these are things and like the finances or whatever they're giving away from this whole thing. Are you eligible for it? You know, do you qualify? A lot of things that we just have to do better in terms of the conversations around entrepreneurship, the teaching from a financial standpoint, why proper business structure is important. Because if you are of established business, depending on what industry, are you set up in a way to take advantage of certain grants, benefits, et cetera? Just, just, just some thoughts that I've been seeing. Michaela, you're quiet. You're drinking. No, I'm a drink done. <laughs> just I'm just on the same. You know? mm-hmm. uh, no, I, I think all of that is definitely going to take into account. I think the interesting thing we were talking about, um, you know, when we do go back into the office and someone in um, China mentioned, or was it Italy? I can't remember. And they mentioned, you know, meetings are now going to have to be four people or less. And I'm like, wow. If this is, you know, I'm like, then why would I go back in? <laughs> I'll just stay right. home and take one for the team. <laughs> so, you know, I think those are like, even just what what going back is going to look and feel like is going to be different too. Like, I don't think that we're, we're going to be fully functioning as what we know it prior it is going to change um but i do think the way that we were functioning and i think that will change for a long time and i don't necessarily think that it's it's a bad thing so like i think a restaurant that is doing only curbside service would be crazy not to do that when they still have a full house of people on a friday night yeah. So they're just going to have to fit like it's a new business model for a lot of people because there were a lot of restaurants that did not do delivery. delivery. They were not on any of these apps. And I think a lot of them probably want to not be on the app so that they can not pay the commission to those apps mm-hmm. and just have a str- but they they have those apps or they they leverage them because um, it's it's an ease of use. But now that you see how it operates and you're doing it, you're like, wait a minute, why am I going to spend 20, 30% giving it to this company when I could just hire a person to just do this and this is their business model? You know what I mean? So I think takeout is going to be prevalent. I think, you know, that's just one industry that's really being impacted. Another industry that's going to be re- impacted is like the um, real estate industry. Like, if all of these companies are working remotely, the downside commercial real estate commercial real estate is going to be upside down. Um, and you know, all the people who are fleeing Manhattan for their parents, grandparents who can who have summer houses in the Hamptons and they're able to work remotely, they're gonna like their little space. And like Maybe I could do this and just go into the office twice a week. So I think people are finding, I mean, minus, you know, the cha- those are some of the, cha- they're, th- that's the flip side of some of the challenges that we're also experiencing. You know, even like grocery stores are operating at a much faster pace. They didn't really, you know, may, or maybe they did. 
you know, look at the productivity of their cashiers and how many people they have because, you know, they, they just get paid by the hour, but the more people they have that are just making people be in and out, the more people that they get into the store. Mm -hmm. And now they're also being forced to do delivery curbside. How does, how is it affecting the elderly? Like that, that's a whole business model around that people have kind of had their toes in, but they haven't really explored it to the the nth degree. And I'm sure like every single mom and pop Caribbean restaurant, like if you don't have fear things out, don't miss sure say Brooklyn Bronx, man and all of them have to start out them for them something there. Listen, I think the, the, the one thing you brought up, which is, I think some of these services existed, but we never had to use them. Yeah. So like even the pharmacy delivery, that was an option when we were leaving the hospital and the pharmacy was in the Bronx and for, cause there was a special thing. And we were like, when I couldn't find a pharmacy in Brooklyn. And they were like, no, you know, once the insurance covers it, you know, we deliver anywhere in the boroughs for free. And they box cover. They're like, no, it's not a new service. <laughs> they always, it's always it. had it. Yep. Yeah. Teled- Teledoc. I've used Teledoc number of times where you're sick, but you're not sick enough that you want to wait three hours in an emergency room, but you know, you like, I literally had, um, uh, I was really sick. Like I'd lost my voice and I was just home. Just, I was working from home, but I was just like, I need to see a doctor, but I really don't have the time to go. And I literally did the teledoc thing and they gave me my prescription, had it delivered. And I was fine within three to five days. Like, so to me, that's a great service, especially if you, like, you go to, like, an outpatient place, you sit there for at least two to three hours. I got my, I call, they was like, oh, we're busy, we can call you back in 30 minutes. Nope, yep, no problem. You can have your little video, they describe your 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 symptoms to you, um, you talk a little bit for maybe about 10, 15 minutes, and like, okay, I'm going to write your prescription for this because of the symptoms that you're having. And I know, you know, um, some people feel more comfortable, but my, my, my regular doctor is closed Monday and Friday. They only open Tuesday and Thursday from 9am to 11 closed for lunch until 1:30. So it's like, you know, all of these crazy hours that all these doctors have like mm-hmm. local doctors, you know, now they can just do this through an app. So I think it's, and the thing- Michaela, I'm glad you're talking about this because it's been kind of like an excitement and frustration of mine because this is an opportunity for people to implement technology into their businesses, right? And it does require sometimes you have to kind of restructure your model. And when you're talking about restaurants, even just using um, Uber Eats and those apps like that, uh, those other apps, it's for discoverability for them. Because I saw a post yesterday where um, a person posted a piece of paper that the restaurant had left in their order saying, you know, thank you, you know, for ordering with us. But when we don't really make a margin, um, we pay our margin to, like you were saying, the commission, they pay their commission to the app. But the thing that they're getting from this is discoverability. So what they were asking the customer to do is, order from us directly and we will deliver to you. I don't know if they've had delivery before, but now they're, because of this time crunch, they have to, you know, let those same customers know that 
you can order directly from us and save yourself even some of the fees that you'll get on some of these apps. Yeah, because when they, I mean, if you think about it, like from a business model perspective, you know, if you make 80% of your money from people coming in, sitting down to eat and or coming in to get takeout and you only spend 20% on delivery, you can cover the cost. But now when delivery is 100% of your business in order for it to survive, even exactly. for a month, like 30 to 40% of your 100%, that's a huge overhead. And I don't know what these companies are charging, but you're definitely going to reevaluate it mm-hmm, if this is an ongoing model and you see that people, this is going to not slow down anytime soon. It's like, it, it's forcing, like that option should kind of have been there and you know some police some places you know pizza shops they always have delivery so Mm -hmm. you know they're fine they just use their same they just have a different measure in which they interact but like for some of these other restaurants where they're they're like sit down exclusive or they do a little bit of carry out and and they just uber eats the rest or whichever platform you want to want to they use or whatever but the thing about it is, is they're usually not just using one platform. They're on multiple. Mm. So if you're on four or five of them, just for the discoverability, that now, now you're paying even multiple people for that commission. So mm-hmm. I think it's going to turn, like that's going to be completely, completely. I mean, I, I know people who Uber eats a food truck. I'm like, huh? <laughs> yeah so you know rachel you know what you know the last one we were just just done because mm-hmm. i went to canada in december you know what just done i just had my last fisherman's friend <laughs> um so um cough drop because mm-hmm. when i was in canada i buy a whole bunch so i had literally had my last one and that's been helping me but from from you guys have been talking about food the other conversation about food that we're not hap- having yet, but it's something that is an opportunity because right now it's about the essentials. So the opportunities that are existing are for education, healthcare, wellness type things. And mm-hmm. right now the food, because there's a disruption in the, in the supply chain that's going to happen. And now we're going to have to be creative with our food. Luckily, mm-hmm. the chair whip on this phone already. Well, you, Rachel, are vegan. Me and Michaela are flexitarian. So, <laughs> yes. <laughs> we, we, we flex which, any which way, but, you know, we, we limit. Like, these are things that we are going to have to consider in terms of how to get creative with food when food ration are limited, especially in, the, in terms of the meat processing, because that's where the disruption is going to happen first then of course the lettuce and all of them something that tends to be high in the you know the the recall situation but that is something Mm -hmm. that's happening and like are in new york it's kind of hard and i think there's a lot of articles about you know in the the inequalities with food and food deserts so it's like Mm -hmm. if these are opportunities it's like fresh foods fresh delivery and it's like when i look back at it the things that we've been doing and it seems fancy, like when, remember when it was fresh direct years ago, like in 2006, seven, and then Amazon mm-hmm. came like 
food delivery and all of these things and how we deal with food is going to be something where we're going to see a lot of changes, not just like in restaurant, but like in groceries, because everybody I have then the groceries delivered. It's like when, when we used to go to the laundromat before we bought the house, like I was ashamed to make a jump off my clothes to make somebody wash it because the Jamaican in me and the upbringing was like, you're nasty. You make somebody else no. wash your clothes. But, but you know, you know when, I, when, but when I got through that mindset and I, my friend, the lady, I'm a little friend, me just make sure I'm going to put underwear in there, you know, me, me take care of those myself. But once I got over like, yeah, me just jump off my clothes at the laundry and we were, you know, this was what, like 2000, between 2006 and seven. So it's the same thing with grocery. Like in my head, no, I know nobody do my grocery shopping. I know nobody squeeze up, squeeze up. I know the right tomato, I know buy the right <laughs> firmness. Like all of these hangups we have over things. And I'm not saying they're bad hangups because I have them. Like when I want peer, AKA avocado, um, I want it, uh, uh, you know, I don't want it too soft. I don't want it too hard. Too tough, yeah. yeah. And it's like, though that's, that's a, that's very specific. And when you have to have a grocery store, pick out some, and you know, as I'm talking, I could tell you that somebody's going to say, well, they're experts. The grocer, not, especially if you go to like specialty places, uh, mm-mm, no, mm-mm. me want pick up my own pear, my own orange, my own tomato, any produce or me have to feel up, feel up. Or if you're like me, if there are certain canned things, may I reach for the one at the back, you know, like certain things that we do out of habit. But, that tends to go away because nobody know on the grocery store said so they'd rather have the grocery get drop off. So like, these are things that you realize that these are services that we now have to utilize that we never would have. And mm. you know, like, what does that look like? So if anybody has said, you go, go back to normal, I don't see how it can because right. we're doing things and, and utilizing services that we, we mostly would never have or having to eat or, do certain things in a particular way that we wouldn't have. So it's, it's really interesting. So it is. we've been talking for a while. I'm going to go wrap you up because this was supposed to be a quick episode, oh. but Minosa the trail, we, we don't do quick at all. It's mm-hmm. Labrish Central. So I guess I won't say final words. So any thoughts for this episode? Because who knows? Maybe we do another episode. I don't know. But any thoughts on just any thoughts on any thoughts because this is yeah. just stay a- happy whatever that means for you and yeah. you know just take care of yourself this is i think more than ever taking care of self is the most important and for me it's being open mm-hmm. right so as an entrepreneur you have to be open we know that when it comes to pivoting as consumers we have to be open like you were talking about with the deliveries of groceries and things like that um because for me i'm considering okay the people that usually do farmers markets in my city they're not going to be able to do that um when it should have opened or should open in um may or june right so i'm considering can i reach out to a farmer in my area because there are farms, you know, close enough driving distance to where I am to see if they have delivery, things like that. We have to kind of get creative Mm -hmm. in terms of, you know, being, keeping the lifestyle that we kind of want. Mm -hmm. And I think in terms of being an employee, this is a time, all that leveraging, you know, your ideas, this is a time for it because a lot of companies 
they are going to be hesitant even even now when it's hard and they should be doing certain things this is a time to pitch to your company any great idea that you have that can help in this time but it will live long enough to surpass the other side of this so it's something that you can continue doing now's the time to shoot your shot to your boss is what i have to say about that listen especially if it doesn't cost money so exactly. if your website is a hot mess seo this is the prime time to update that if, yeah, i'm just speaking like that's one example like mm. for a lot of a lot of people that's something that they ignore because they don't really have to but mm-hmm. you know they're not gonna find you if you're not relevant so make yourself relevant yeah for real the pitching or you know showing value or you know to the company here if you your full-time employee trust me i just did the webinar on that this was before as you guys know that was before the whole covid thing and it was just me sharing the story i'm in the hospital and somebody calls me up and say hey um i know but i rather you tell me that you don't want to do it than i rule you out just because you're taking care of your son and Mm -hmm. it was like yeah, no, I was like, absolutely, I want to do it. And I was like, oh, they were like, cool, I knew you would, <laughs> you know, because, <laughs> you know, because it was like, yep, if I know you, you're, if you volunteer, you're like, you want to do it. So in addition to all of that, I and think- And that is productivity. Yeah. So I think the misconception is that it has to look like, you know, creating content for Instagram as productive. Whereas if you're making strides in, you know, whatever it is that you're doing, and it is contributing, then that's productivity in its, you know, in a nutshell. So again, it's the frame of mind of which you approach it. So yeah, you might not be able to get to that thing that you've always done, but it doesn't mean your time is wasted. Yes. And then for me, you know, I, I journal a lot. I haven't done it lately, but I still, what it looks like now to Michaela's point, what that looks like now is have, I, I still have my alerts. One went off while we were on the call and it's like, those are moments for me to take a pause and just kind of do like a quick prayer. So I think for me that self care and that introspection and retrospection is kind of help grounding me because as much as we didn't talk about it, there's, there's death around us and it's like grounding mm-hmm. ourselves to say, okay, while this news doesn't look right, doesn't, doesn't, it's just not right. There's in a look, in a zone, in a feel right. It's an impact me. I have to, every time, you know, I have to ground myself. Like, so I, I, I don't, I don't read the news as much anymore. Like every day there's alert comes in from certain publications. I don't read them anymore. Uh, I, I used to obsess and look over them, like not so much re- watch the TV, but like the, the, the emails I try. So I try to manage the things that are impacting my emotions and stay grounded. So it's like, you know, just those moments, like being aware of how we are feeling and saying, okay, I don't like this anxiety. And so, or I don't like how this is making me nervous. So mega, mega say a quick psalm. We go, we go, we go, we go play it. Hear my cry. Oh Lord. Like, you know, something I say you play like whatever is going to center me and let me feel like, all right, deep breaths. All right, I'm good for the next OR or something like that, you know? So like, those are things that we need to honor um, for our mental, emotional well-being, especially um, if we have other people in our lives, not just kids, because even though Rachel doesn't have any children, she has a husband and, you know, she, you know, like 
she, you know, when, when you have those relationships, you need, you know, the tone can't bad the same time. So somebody have a, <laughs> somebody have a good for the person who's not good. And you know, that tag team and we have to make sure so we're, we're there taking care of ourselves. Cause if we don't, we can't take care of the other people around us. And that's kind of the, the good thing. So me and Michaela can't have a bad day. Me and Rachel can't have a bad day. You know, somebody have to say, okay, feel your bad day worse than my bad day. So I'm going <laughs> to cheer you up something. Right. And, and, and that's all me have to say. It's just like, I have one last thing to say. We we, we this we not gonna have no more last thing, but go on up here. Go sorry, I'm sorry. No, it's shot, it's shot, it's shot. All right. So <laughs> when you were talking, I realized that to sum up what you're saying is now is a time for us to realize that we matter more than the things that we do matter. It's chat. It's chat. Podcast. Hello. Yes. 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 And on that note, there's nothing else to say. There's nothing else to say. Until next time, walk good. You've been listening to Carry On Friends, a show about the Caribbean American experience. We post new episodes every two weeks. And if you want to learn more, buy merchandise, or sign up for our newsletter, check out our website, carryonfriends.com. You've been listening to Carry On Friends, a show about the Caribbean American experience, produced by Breadfruit Media. We post a new episode every two weeks on Tuesday. And if you're looking to learn more, buy our merch or sign up for a newsletter, check out carryonfriends.com or find us on all social media platforms at carryonfriends.com.